0: I'm Leanne Ruzamenti with Equitable Food Initiative, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Peter O'Driscoll, Executive Director of EFI, and Kim Combs, Supplier Risk and Compliance Manager with The Kroger Company. We're going to be talking about the recently launched Ethical Charter Implementation Program. There's a lot of excitement and questions around this new program, so I hope to address everything suppliers and growers need to know about ESIP. So first, Peter, can you start us off by telling us a bit about the context for this program, where it came from, a little bit about the Ethical Charter on Responsible Labor Practices?
1: Thanks, Leanne. I think everybody who's been around the produce industry for at least a decade will remember the 2014 Los Angeles Times Product of Mexico series. Uh, it was a year-long investigation that it uncovered some pretty serious labor violations, in the agro-export sector of the Mexican produce industry. And it pointed out that that product was coming through U.S. suppliers onto U.S. retail shelves. And it got the attention of the industry in a big way. Uh, Many of the major players from the Produce Marketing Association and United Fresh Produce Association came together and formed an unprecedented joint committee to figure out what was at the root of some of these allegations and what they could do to address them. That joint committee met for four years and in 2018 published the ethical charter on responsible labor practices as an industry commitment to continuous improvement in labor issues in the produce supply chain. Briefly, the the charter has three different sections. Uh, Two of them will be quite familiar to any produce supplier who's done a vendor code of conduct for your customers. Uh, Those include respect for the laws at work and respect for human rights. But the charter really broke new ground with a section on respect for professional conduct. And that was the main reason that EFI, for example, got involved in discussions with major buyers and suppliers about how to actually implement the charter.
0: Thanks, Peter, for that context. So Kim, Kroger was involved with the development of the ethical charter. As Peter said, it it was a process that took over four years. Is there anything
2: from the charter that you would like to call out as particularly important? As Peter mentioned, the Respect for Professional Conduct section provides focus as we begin to think about putting this charter into action. The guidance on management systems and continuous improvement is really important, and the charter spells out a lot of what can be done in these areas as we look to create continued confidence in our supply chain.
0: Yeah, so Kim noted the importance of putting the charter into action, and Peter, that's exactly what's happening at this juncture, correct? Can you tell us how the industry has come together to begin activating the ethical
2: charter?
1: Sure, I think a lot of the buyers and suppliers in the industry recognize that if the charter were simply uh, a series of principles on a piece of paper, um, then the credibility of the industry response to some of those issues from the LA Times would remain in question. So there was a lot of uh, a lot of enthusiasm and interest in how to come up with some form of verification of how indeed the industry was putting the principles into practice. So that led to a lot of discussion. Uh, Kroger, Walmart, Costco, McDonald's were leaders in that discussion. And going back to 2019, they began to convene uh, civil society organizations, suppliers, and so forth to talk about various ways in which. could implement a system that was supplier-owned, that was not dependent on audits, and that would really support capacity building for continuous improvement. So I want to stress from the very beginning that the Ethical Charter Implementation Program is not a compliance program. Instead, it's very much focused on giving growers and employers the tools they need to implement strong management systems That will minimize the likelihood of some of the labor violations that the industry is most concerned about.
0: So, Peter, how did we get to where we are now with the industry not wanting to create a compliance program, but finding a way to strengthen management systems that are detailed in the ethical charter?
1: The outcome of those discussions in 2019 was a pilot program uh, designed to provide tools and resources and support to employers to show them how they could actually strengthen their management systems as they relate to each of the 13 principles of the ethical charter. So just at the beginning of the COVID pandemic over a period of a a year or more, 20 major suppliers and 40 of their growers participated in a pilot program that offered various forms of support and resources to address each of the management systems required for the 13 principles of the ethical charter. And that pilot demonstrated that uh, growers were in fact able to significantly improve and strengthen their management systems over time with the combination of capacity building and support. And so it was coming out of that pilot program that the Walmart Foundation and many of the buyers and suppliers who had participated in the pilot came together to develop the ethical charter implementation program as a scalable cost-effective solution for capacity building and continuous improvement.
0: So that's really exciting that the the pilot worked, that you saw its effectiveness around management systems. Um, this has been a few years now, as you mentioned. So Peter, can you tell us a little bit more about how that has morphed into this new part of the program, ESIP Lab, how that works and kind of what we all need to know about it.
1: Sure. Well to make sure that ESIP is available across the industry and cost-effective, a lot of the lessons of the pilot have been boiled down into a software platform that we call the ESIP Lab. And it's built around three principles. The first is that we want to make sure that employers learn about the principles of the ethical charter and all of the various management systems that they would need to implement to fully uphold each principle. So you'll find on the ESIP Lab platform great resources, templates, tools, suggestions, and guidance on how to actually strengthen each management system. So that's the L in lab. The A is for assess because we want to make sure that employers over time assess their performance, identify priority areas for improvement, access resources to strengthen those management systems, and then track on an iterative basis how those systems are improving over time. And finally, there's a B for Benchmark in the lab program, which is a series of tools on the platform, which will show uh, in a very accessible, user-friendly way, how each employer is improving over time, where there are priority areas for them to focus on, and what indeed they can be proud of. So I think uh, users will find that the ESIP lab is a very user-friendly, accessible platform with many, many resources to help prioritize where employers need to focus.
0: So buyers have been coming together, sounds like since 2019, according to Peter, to build this Ethical Charter Implementation Program. And Kroger has been a big part of that, Kim. So now that it has kind of transitioned into this new ESIP lab, this online platform with all those resources and information that Peter cited, what are some of the benefits that you see from the Ethical Charter Implementation Program, whether the overall program or specifically this ESIP
2: lab platform? I know that it's important that as an industry, not just as a single retailer, but as an industry, we work to improve supply chain assurance and to elevate social responsibility and labor practices to the same level as food safety, as Peter mentioned that the the ethical charter does. I also think ESIP Lab will be very effective because it meets growers where they are and provides resources and information on where to go next. I really appreciate that ESIP Lab will surface a lot of the great work that is already being done in the supply chain, which allows growers to demonstrate their leadership in this space. Wow, there, there was a lot there, Kim. I
0: First, I love that you said um, to try to elevate labor practices to the same place as food safety in our industry. Um, and one thing that I know we hear from suppliers is what they're already doing around labor practices. Um, so to be able to demonstrate that leadership, is there anything here, Peter, that you would add to?
1: Well, let me, let me pick up on something Kim just said that I think is really important. Uh, a lot of suppliers in this industry really are doing the right thing already and have invested in solid labor practices. And I hope that those suppliers will see ESIP as an opportunity to really show that to their customers. Uh, There are some suppliers out there who feel frustrated that despite the efforts that they're making, there are other players in the industry who maybe are not investing in the same way, but still get the same amount of business. So I hope that the industry will see ESIP as an opportunity to showcase and highlight not just the good things that they're doing, but the commitment, the investment they're making in that continuous improvement thing. Because frankly, I think that's what the retail customer wants to see.
0: Excellent. I know that's really important to a lot of growers because they feel like they are doing really good work around labor practices. So being able to demonstrate that leadership, as you said, is really important. Um, so with Kroger seeing so many benefits to this program, it will certainly be a motivator for suppliers and growers to participate and hopefully use it to its full capacity. So speaking of that, Kim, how how do grower shippers get involved
2: in ESIP? Our approach at Kroger is to begin focusing really with the Our Brands suppliers and really looking at a subset of those at first. We'll begin reaching out to these selected suppliers mid-October. And through this process, we're going to encourage them to learn more about ESIP Lab and provide them with resources. Uh, We just ask that they ask questions that they may have and and do the research and reach out to those in our industry. And ultimately, we'd like them to register when the platform officially opens on November 1st. As we continue to onboard our vendors, we'll be able to monitor their engagement with the ESIP Lab platform. And Peter,
0: what about suppliers who work with other buyers beyond Kroger or maybe who aren't in that first cohort, as Kim mentioned, that will be invited in October?
1: We've designed ESIP to be accessible to the entire industry. Uh, Many of the first suppliers will be invited into this program by their retail customers. But any other supplier, or grower for that matter, who wants to access the system is completely free to do so. In fact, we encourage and invite them to do so. And all of the uh, tools and resources from the lab are accessible to any supplier who wants them through our website at ethicalcharterprogram.org.
0: So, Peter, that brings up a really great uh, point of information, which is now we know how they can get started. How much does it cost to participate in the Ethical Charter Implementation Program?
1: So, well, I'll remind folks that from the very beginning, the idea was that we would create uh, ESIP as a capacity building program that was cost effective. So I think most uh, suppliers and growers will well know that, that a typical audit is fairly expensive, we designed ESIP as an alternative to audit. So we've also figured out how to spread the cost of the program across the industry. All of the participating buyers are making major investments in their software development, but there is a fee to growers, an annual fee of $200 to access the uh, ESIP lab platform. Um, and then the suppliers who come into the program, who invite their growers in, will pay an average of $5,000 a year. I want to stress as well, we recognize that within the industry, there are some very large suppliers as well as some much more, uh, much smaller suppliers. So there's a sliding scale fee uh, for the supplier that ranges from $1,800 a year for smaller suppliers up to 9000 for some of the larger players in the industry.
0: Great. Um, thanks for all that detailed information. I'm going to call out the web address that you said again, ethicalcharterprogram.org, where folks can go and see demos and learn more about this system. Thanks to you, Kim and Peter, for joining me today to give us some more information on this program. And I hope to have you back in a few months and hear how it's going. Maybe we can bring in a supplier and a grower and and hear how they've used all of these resources and information that are going to now be available to them. Thanks, Leanne.
1: Thanks, Leanne. We're looking forward to the rollout.